morning, Timothy. Hey, Mike. What's going on, man? Not too much. Just got home from work. How you doing this Tuesday morning? Uh, for me, I kind of just woke up. Beautiful. Did you work last night? Yeah. Had did it. my usual one to nine. Mm. Uh, after seven o'clock, like barely anybody called. I had the, the Monday night football game on in the background. Close one. Do you have any money on it? No. <clears throat> my one parlay I had, uh, I took the Steelers with the 14 points as part of the parlay, uh-huh. and obviously they got smoked, <laughs> so that killed the parlay. That sucks. Um, but no, I didn't, I didn't bet on last night's game. Have you – so are you doing – so is, has your betting style been like every week you just make up your own sort of wacky parlay – Hope you hit. Yep. Put five bucks on it or whatever. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, there, there was one I had that like the payout was almost like 90 bucks. Yeah. Um, but most of them, the parlays turn out to be like, if it hits, it'll be like $50 on a $5 bet. Which is pretty um, damn good. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I, I, there's really no rhyme or reason to it. It's just more like, added interest to games i don't give a shit about exactly exactly it's fun it's uh the one i think it was week two you came so close to hitting it (laughs) and then we're fucked over as usual by the detroit football lions yeah which they were winning that game yeah (laughs) they lost like last second yeah, I think I was. The, I think that was against the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, in like classic, just shitty Lions fashion. Just like, just they'll never be good. They're just cursed. And I screenshot it and texted it to you like the night before, like that Saturday night before Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I think I had. I think that was the week that I had the Dolphins beating the Bills. Yes, which at and the that, time you, was crazy. It was like yes, yeah, it was like no way. <laughs> Which they did, they so did. that was part of the parlay. Yeah, and I forget the other one, but it was also you hit that too, obviously. Yeah, and it was then, it was it was crazy. The Lions, the Lions, the team that we're forced to watch every Thanksgiving for some reason. Yeah, what the fuck is that? When did that start? And when know. can we break that tradition? Like, I feel why like does it have the Lions and the Cowboys have to earn it? You know what I mean? Like, if you. F- finish like with below three wins for two years in a row you're off the thanksgiving game who cares about tradition right put the birds on there okay come on everyone america's team there was recently a picture of did you see the picture of the flight that was all eagles fans and the poor uh flight attendant was stuck in this dude's selfie and she did not look happy I did not see that, but I mean, I was following Twitter all weekend and just people were kept posting videos of like out at, in bars in Arizona and it's just all fucking Eagles fans. Just like being insanely rowdy and shit. <laughs> and I mean, you saw it in the crowd. It was mm-hmm. like a home game out there. That was wild. I would yeah. have been, you know how that's shit's infuriating like when the mets play in philadelphia and there's yeah. so many mets fans there fucking drives you crazy uh yeah like the inaugural season of the vegas golden knights mm. uh cat and i 
bought one of those like all inclusive plans. It's from this organization called Fans of Philly. Yeah, and my they friend, actually they my re- friend Dave's the DJ for them. Like he travels. Oh, okay. to all their other trips and DJs. Yeah, it's really cool. I've probably met them because yeah. I've used I've used them twice now. I used them for going out to Vegas when the Flyers played Vegas in their first season, and I used them a, a second time for my bachelor party uh, when we went to Atlanta. Uh, I didn't buy the full package, but I bought the tailgate because you could buy just the tailgate. So oh, we like nice. showed up at, uh, I guess it was like it was like afternoon, but it was for when the Eagles in 2018 played. No, was it 2018? Must have been 19. But they played at the Atlanta Falcons on a Sunday night football game. They ended up losing. That was like the infamous Nelson Aguilar was oh. like wide open, streaking down the field, and yeah. like just somehow didn't come up with it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but I bought the tailgate just for that game, and it was it was it was so clutch because it had a DJ, yeah. it had chairs and tents, so you could like stay out of the sun, fully catered, and all of the fucking booze you could possibly drink. It was awesome. Hell yeah! So you went to Atlanta for your bachelor party. That's fucking fun. Yeah. So for my brothers, we went to. This is why I was getting my years mixed up. 2018, we went to Nashville. Uh, for a weekend and like party in Nashville culminating in uh, the Eagles playing the Titans Uh. in, in Nashville. Um, And then the following year was my bachelor party, which we went to Atlanta and pretty much did the same exact thing. Um, The whole reason I'm driving me fucking nuts. So like when I was in Nashville, when I was in Atlanta, I'm wearing my Jersey, but I'm not like talking shit. I'm not being that rowdy. Fucking screaming at people. (laughs) Yeah, like I'm I'm a guest in your house. Right. You know, I am not here to root for the same interests. Right. But But I'm not also not here to fight you or, you know, throw up on your kid. (laughs) Right. Sadly, I'm I'm afraid that you and I are of this mindset. And I think we are a very small minority, which is one of the frustrating parts about being a Philadelphia sports fan is, um, it's you know you're whenever we're on the news it's normally embarrassing you know what I mean? <laughs> for every for every uh it's incident like uh every positive incident like <laughs> i'm trying to think of some but like uh you know mario how- mario lemieux return from cancer he gets a, a wonderful standing ovation from the philadelphia crowd great example great. I'll, give, I'll give you one of this year when alec bohm has three errors in a matter of like an inning or two. And then he says, I hate this place. I fucking hate this place. Yes. Right. And then he owns it. And mm. the next day, the fans give him a standing ovation for mm. just being honest and being like, my bad guys. I shouldn't have said that. Right. Which was shocking. That could have went either way. For and sure. look, and look how good it's paid off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm very happy that turned out the way it did because the fucking Phillies are in the playoffs and Alec Boom is playing gold glove caliber third base. Now, we, we got to talk about this because last night you dropped, Timmy, I learned something new about you all the time and I love it. <laughs> last, so to timestamp this episode, we're on the morning of game one of the uh, 2022 NL Division Series playoff matchup Phillies versus Atlanta Braves mm-hmm. and it's the first time the Phillies have played the Braves in the playoffs since 1993 when Atlanta was in the West for whatever reason and you told me yesterday that you went to two games 
in that playoff series and and a World Series game. Yeah. And you were 10 years old at the time. I was six. Um, and this is at Veterans Stadium. Hell yeah. When And a sellout at Veterans Stadium is like a lot of fucking people. A lot. I think it was like a coliseum. Yeah. And uh, so, which is crazy because it was like 60,000, but RFK Stadium or whatever that was in the same parking lot for a while where they had live, it was 100,000. And like fo- college football stadiums hold 100,000 people. That shit seems insane. But anyway, so 10 years old, that's pretty damn young. Do you do you have any memories of this or, or anything? Because I have six years old is even younger, obviously, but I have like very small memories of that baseball season you know what i mean i was i was way too young and i definitely i don't think i we went to any games that year i think i was too young for that but but do you have any memories of the, uh, of that time i definitely have memories of more regular season games <clears throat> um my dad he he would buy the partial season ticket plan which i want to say was like 16 or 18 games and then he would he would sell half the games to try to like help pay for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, we're only going to single digit games a year, mm-hmm. but we were right in line with first base about 15 rows back, you know, on the lower level, okay. really cool seats. And I, re- I vividly remember a lot of the regular season games. Like I remember one game that Mickey Moore and Dini hit like a walk-off grand slam, Hell <laughs> like yeah. of all people to hit a fucking walk-off home run at all, Mickey let alone a grand slam. Moore and Dini. Yes. Um, so we had really solid seats, and then come the playoffs, they they did some weird, it wasn't like raffle style, but basically they boned us, and they threw us out in like second level outfield, mm. and I just remember the seats not being that great, and you really can't see that much from out there. You're far away. Um, you're far away. Yeah. I remember them winning, and that's about it from the actual playoff game, but I definitely remember like the, the regular season, you know, vividly. Um Specifically, like, they're in veteran stadiums. They used to have, <clears throat> I don't even know how to describe it. I don't want to use the word dugout because it's not the player's dugout. But, like, every so often, not often, like, certain spots in the stands, there were these, like, walkouts for people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think so. Like, like, nowadays, you just, there's, like, the concourse and you just walk down steps to your seats. Well, there used to be these like giant cutouts of like people walkways yeah, out into the yes. middle of like the lower level. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. So after the seventh inning stretch, every single game, the Philly fanatic would come out of this thing. And that was like only like 10 rows away from where we sat. Mm-hmm. So every fucking game, I got to go down and like high five the Philly fanatic. And that <laughs> was just incredible. Cause you know, oh, I'm an elementary school kid. Like that was, that was awesome. That's like, um, ugh. and then, and then furthermore, like I, I, I definitely remember the players. Cause I was still so heavily into like collecting baseball cards at that time. Uh, and, and like, I remember, using my shoelaces to do those all-star ballots that they would pass oh, out in the games. Yes. <laughs> a punch card. Yes. Yep. Yes. 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 And of course I'd select all Phillies. Every Philly. But, then I, but then I'd pick, you know, cause 
that was National League, but for the AL, I tend to just pick my favorite players. So it'd be like Kirby Puckett, Ken Griffey Jr. was like my all-time favorite player. Yeah. Some Mark McGuire was probably in there because he was still on like the athletics. Frank Thomas um, is a good one. <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like th- there were some good memories, uh, but the playoffs game, playoff games in particular, I don't necessarily remember the games themselves. I do remember it being packed and being rowdy and loud. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was fun. But then, like, it, it's also kind of a, a rough memory because they end up losing the World Series. And that following year was the lockout. And that, like, just the, the whole playoff experience plus the lockout just, like, burned my dad's ass so bad that that was it. He didn't he didn't ever renew his tickets. <laughs> Did he – was he done complete? Was he, like – is he no – to this day, is he still not, like, a Phillies fan? Does he get into the oh, games no. at all? Oh, absolutely. He's oh, okay. still a Phillies okay. fan. He just he just was like, this kind of sucks. I'm not giving them my, my hard-earned money anymore. For, uh, I understand. You know, yeah. you throw me out in the fucking boonies for the playoffs when I was like a, a loyal partial season ticket holder for years. Because mm-hmm. like, he, he had them since I was like four or five. So he had them for numerous years. Bad years. Like, right. And, like, and, and one of the... <laughs> The selling points that they sell you on when you get season tickets, because they're fucking expensive, is like mm-hmm. you get first priority for, for playoff tickets and shit. Like, that's one of the perks they're always selling to you. And as a Phillies fan, you're like, and in that era, it's like, well, that doesn't apply. But then it, you do get to the playoffs and you get fucked. It sucks. I mean, maybe they have revised it now and maybe they do give you decent tickets. I don't know. But, uh, and and it, I guess it was like a, a blessing in disguise that he canceled them because then also from like ninety five until what two thousand five they were trash. Yeah, so didn't make the playoffs till seven two thousand seven. Yeah. Unbelievable. Because that was when our boys Rollins, Utley, and Howard were coming up. <sighs> yeah, which was somehow a decade ago, <laughs> over a decade ago. Somehow it doesn't make sense that they yeah. had another stretch of terrible baseball a decade long in between that i didn't think it could happen you know it's like oh i gotta live through two decades and i mean i think that's just phillies fans because they're what a literal 100 year old franchise and have yeah two championships and like <laughs> what is it probably close to single digits playoff appearances <laughs> it's not good <laughs> It's very bad. The athletics should have stayed. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All in a league that doesn't have a salary cap. So it's not like you're really hampered by. Right. And a a big fucking market. It's not like we're fucking a small market team that's just scrappy. It's like there's a lot of money around here, especially now they're owned by like Comcast or something. So, I mean, they do spend money now, obviously a ton of it. They wouldn't yeah, be speaking of year. the athletics, like the, the Oakland athletics are constantly in turmoil about like, are they going to move? And yeah, they need to never stadium. spend money. Yes. Yeah. Like we all saw the movie Moneyball. Right, so, right. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Uh, but fuck, it's exciting. I mean, we got playoff baseball on at one. I'm sure you'll have that on in the background while you're working. Absolutely. And it's so funny that like the, the Phillies have been bad for so long that I like have truly kept my distance from them. Mm-hmm. But then the second they clinched against the Astros, I was like, okay, this is kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. And then boom, once the game was on, 
I, I was in. I, yeah. I don't know. Like all of a sudden, it just like comes back to you. Like yeah. like the, the fandom just immediately sparks. You're just right back into it. Oh my god! And playoff baseball is torturous. Every fucking pitch is a is a fucking mountain collapsing. It's so tough, but it's fun. But it's like, and both games were what so close. Oh man, it was fun. But that, not, also that not game, fun. right? You know. People with blood pressure problems yes. probably shouldn't be watching yes. these games. Me. But... Yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that game one, when the Phillies started to rally in the ninth, that was right around like five o'clock mm. and I'm working and I took probably like two or three phone calls. I honestly wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I just had my I had my back to my computer. I'm yeah. just watching the TV. Yeah. They're explaining problems to me and I was just not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I'm, messaging, I'm messaging my buddy at work. I'm like, holy shit, Gene Segura. You know, like we're just like messaging each other, like not paying attention to work whatsoever. <laughs> it's crazy. Gene Segura, right? Uh, until this year was the longest, had the, the most games played without a playoff appearance, right? For like active players. For active players. First playoff game gets the fucking go-ahead hit. You know what I mean? It's like that shit happens all the time. It makes you think it's fake. But it's just the magic of sports. It's why we watch sports, right? Unless you're a ga- There's people that watch sports because they're addicted to gambling, like you, Jim. <laughs> but then there's people Clearly. that watch it for these, these fucking storylines born out of nothing that are just so magic, and you love it. And... uh I mean, hell, you already said one. Alec Bohm kind of mm-hmm. just outplayed the other third baseman on the cards. Who's a Nolan Arenado. Yes. yes. Who's like, like debatably the best third baseman in f- baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> Those are fun storylines. You, you fucking love it. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, and, and then game two, Aaron Nola, always bad in September. Two starts in fucking October this year. Both fucking lights out. Bryce Harper playing just with the destroyed body right now, just fucking holding it together barely, but gets a fucking the game winning home run. What he was brought here to do. He did it. It's so great. And fucking the coach, you gotta love him. He's just the fuck. It seems like the sweetest guy. And it's like, God damn, beat the goddamn Braves. Keep it going. It's like this this playoffs, at least in the na- National League, it's like Phillies, Braves, awesome series. Glad it's this. You know what I mean? And then the, uh, the other side's fucking Padres, Dodgers. It's literally two divisional rivals. Right. Both the correct team won both series for, for, for the storyline. So, oh, and fuck the Mets so hard. Fuck the Mets. I fucking hate the fucking Mets so much and it's like god damn you get what you deserve you scumbag <laughs> uh, yeah it's a pretty uh that's a pretty bad collapse for them because i mean they, they one wins they spent like 300 million dollars and and they had the division lead for like the entire season mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by a lot at some points and they, mm-hmm. it's all about timing you got hot too early and you petered out you got way too far ahead you had a fucking Dutch DJ guy playing trumpet live in the stadium as your closer came out. Like, dude, what are you doing? And, and 
that they <laughs> they did that when he came out in that last game and they're like down four nothing or something. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Embarrassing, embarrassing. <laughs> so bad, so bad. But hey, go Phils, go Birds, undefeated. But uh, they're not the only athletes. The hosts of this show are a couple of athletes ourselves, and we recently oh, yeah. uh, we got our second 5K in. Did we not? We did. We sure did. We did the uh, the Rose Tree Media, the, what was it, Giddy Up 5K? Giddy Up 5K, I think it's their first ever. It was the first, which was cool to be a part of, you know what I mean? Their first community day, first 5K. And in addition to our friend Tyler, Keenan joined the crowd as well sure as did. Tyler's wife was there and, and a couple of their friends. So we had a pretty big, pretty big representation and it was a beautiful day and it was a gorgeous, it was a grass run, which was different from last time, all grass. And, uh, how'd you do, how do you feel about your performance this time versus last time? It's funny. I was actually thinking about it last night cause I figured we'd talk about it mm. and I was not happy with my performance. I still had like oh, wow. a, a a decent time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think I was in like the uh, like average mile of eight thirty something. I forget what my total time was, um, but it, it was way worse than what I did at Blobfest. Wow, and I don't, was it? Yeah, I, I think I was like a full minute or two slower than Blobfest. Wow, and I don't think it was necessarily a more difficult course than flop fest like i'm gonna kept, say i thought it was a lot easier right so i i think i didn't nourish myself properly maybe um i i i carved up the night before mm-hmm. i i drank i think a decent amount of water the night before and before the race i just made i didn't i basically had a power bar before the race and that was it mm-hmm. so maybe i needed to eat a little more something but i definitely died in the last mile i i freaking i was pathetic in the last mile wow damn like that last mile i did in it was like nine minutes and like 30 some seconds or something so that that truly like killed my time <laughs> oh for sure your last mile is faster than all of mine but whatever but yeah <laughs> it's it's different the bar is different for you and i but that sucks i didn't realize that uh, you felt that way and and your time was was so bad well i guess too like leading up to the race like i i kind of just use blob fest as like another catapult to like really get into running i started to eat a little bit better and i kept up with it and i was like getting faster and getting mm. faster and then that race i just didn't perform <laughs> shit dude shit 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 yeah but, but uh yeah hey we had a blast it I, was I, a lot of fun it was a like I said, great day. Then we went back to Tyler's afterwards and hung out. And we were drinking Miller Lights on the porch and sitting out in the sun. It was like a family party that we were at almost. It felt like, you know what I mean? But it was great. It was, For sure. It was a ton of fun. Um, I, I, I got to check the actual numbers, but I'm, I'm nearly positive that I did better this race. And I ran the entire time. I definitely walked. I had a couple stretches of walking during Blobfest, but this time I I ran the whole time. Sometimes I was running very slowly. You could call it a walk, but I was jogging. It was a jog. But um, the course was a little confusing. Like I said, this was their first yes. race, so so um, 
the, all the kinks aren't worked out yet, but especially at the end, there was like, so I was on what I thought was the final stretch, right? Final straight stretch. So I fucking had, I had gas in the tank. So I'm on this stretch fucking sprinting like an asshole running as fast as I could at the time. I don't know if you could call it a sprint, but I was hauling you're, you're, ass, but then they were you're, like, you're emptying the tank. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, fucking, here we go. Burners on, leave it all out on the floor, fucking hauling ass. And then it's like, Oh wait, I got to make a hairpin turn yep. and, and then do another straight away. So I made that turn and then I was coming in and I was like, I'm going to fucking puke right here. Like I'm going to fucking vomit <laughs> almost at the finish line in front of all these people. There's no avoiding it. I'm fucking done. Luckily I did not. I made it through. I ripped off my sweatshirt and dumped water on myself and was able to, you know, pull it together. But, but I finished and, um, I was pretty happy with it. I mean, I was like second to last in my, age bracket or whatever and all this shit but it was good for me and for for my for my i'm not i'm just not a runner i don't have it but i'm doing it and uh i got new shoes i got some asics so you know i'm a runner you get some asics or some brooks okay you're a runner but uh, it was funny so keenan and i were kind of next to each other when we started and um uh, we're starting and we're we're <laughs> <laughs> we were starting right by a uh, a man pushing a baby in a stroller, right? <laughs> so we're, the race starts and we kind of run out ahead of him. And, and Keenan's like, well, at least there's a guy with a stroller. So we'll finish in front of somebody. And then the dude proceeds to fucking smoke both of us. <laughs> <laughs> like which, he, which, he, by, by the way, uh, my wife and Keenan's wife were both there. Mm-hmm. And they said the same thing, like, at the starting line. They saw you guys <laughs> next to the guy in the stroller. were like, well, at least they'll beat that guy. <laughs> oh, nope, nope. And, like, the kid was, <laughs> like, the course was bumpy. And I could just hear the kid behind us, like, had a, was just making, like, he was like, uh, <laughs> and then they just fucking kept getting louder and louder and then they just went right on pass and i think they finished well ahead of us but whatever i don't give a shit <laughs> i do have the times oh you cool, were, cool cool you were 34 minutes 48 seconds i am absolutely happy with that that's yeah that's easily the fastest i've ever run what's that average i'm not a math guy that's eleven twelve. yes 11 minutes, 12 second miles. I'm looking for uh, Keenan here. Keenan came in at 39 minutes, 20 seconds. All right. Under 40? That's not yeah. bad. And he well, he's really like, he, he out of all of us, he's the most recent back into physical fitness, especially in terms of running. I don't think he got any real long runs in before this. He was just doing elliptical and stuff like that. Yeah, he said that when he tried actual hard ground it just was too painful on like his joints so he was doing elliptical and mm -hmm. even that i think was tough for him so yeah like he he i think said he was doing three miles in like 45 minutes or something yeah. like that so he came in well well below that so hell yeah you know 
good for him. It was funny, though. That, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about at the end there. It's like this straightaway coming back to where we started. Yeah. And I also started to, like, pick up my pace. And then all of a sudden, you bang a right. And that's, like, another maybe 100 meters to yeah. where you make a hairpin turn yeah. to then finally have the 100-meter sprint to the end. Yes. And as Keenan made that hairpin turn, he was like walking because he, he was he was gassed. Yeah. And and Mandy's at the finish line, just like yelling, "Run, <laughs> run! It's the end!" Like, <laughs> she just wanted him to like look good for the finish, I yeah. think. And he did. He ran in the last, yeah, you know, twenty-five yards. I will say, yeah. uh, to be a little petty, I was ha- – so there was this couple that um, were running. I don't know if they were romantically linked or what. It's not any of my business, but it was a, <laughs> a, 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 a boy and a girl. And they would – so they would, they would walk until I jogged past them. Mm-hmm. And then they would start running again and put some distance between us and then walk again. And it was annoying me for whatever reason. It's not a big deal, but it was just like I was their their mark to like, okay, we gotta pick it up. This slow the slow guy <laughs> the back of the pack starting to to pass us. We gotta pick it up. But I will say when I decide when I turned it on at the end, I fucking blew them away and they couldn't catch up. So I was happy nice. about that. You know, you got to motivate yeah. yourself every can. I, I had a little bit of a gang around me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they disappeared. So not to say that like I blew them away or anything, but they started, I guess, die a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I was just kind of like by myself. So I had no one to really pace off of. Either. Right. Yeah. So maybe that also like made me less motivated just out there by myself. <laughs> It's, um, yeah, but yeah, my my time I have it here was uh, twenty five minutes fifty seconds. So like like I said in the blob fest, I think I came in like right right under twenty four. Yeah, so that's like almost a full two minutes. Um, but yeah, for an average pace of eight nineteen, so not as bad as I thought. I said I was I thought I was in the eight thirty range, mm-hmm. so maybe I was exaggerating a bit, but mm-hmm. still not as good, and especially with. Leading up, I thought I was like feeling good and just came in with like a below average time for me. (laughs) But you're getting back at it. You got a big one coming up, right? So this upcoming weekend, my wife and I were going to Minnesota for a wedding. uh, And then the following is um, Gritty 5K. Yes, (laughs) yes. The Gritty, capital G, proper noun, Gritty himself. The big orange beast of the Philadelphia Flyers. The and it's in the city. Where where is it? So I looked into it. I think it's just at the Wells Fargo Center itself. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know if we just like run around the parking lot or something, which that's fine with me because that's mm-hmm. pretty flat. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck yeah! Just around the building a couple times. But yeah, we get we get a cool T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Flyers tickets involved. Um, there, there was some other perks I f- I'm forgetting, but I was like, yeah, I'll do a gritty 5k. That's my brand. That's awesome. I'm glad you're doing it. I couldn't this one because 
I've figured out for me to properly do one of these races, I have to take like the day of the race and the next day off. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I couldn't do that. I couldn't swing it a couple months in, in a row, especially since when I did it for this last race, my boss was like, I'm giving you off, but this is really tough because we are very short staffed at work. And I was just like, thanks. I don't care. I got to run, dude. I'm a fucking athlete. Capage. <laughs> But you do get flyers tickets. Did you look into that more at all? Because uh, what do you get? My my packet is probably in my mailbox right now. I, I I'm Timmy so doesn't check his mail. mail. Don't send him anything. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I mean, Mikey sent me that A twenty four hat. Yeah, I had to be Harris like, did- Timmy, did you get anything in the mail? <laughs> like four days after I got the the thing that it said it was delivered. <laughs> <laughs> And you were like, I don't know. I don't check. (laughs) Check your mail. (laughs) There's never anything important in there. I never check my mail. I know. Me neither. I got all my shit on auto pay, like my bills and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Like, I mean, you know, my, my poor not poor father, but like he's still a guy that like balances his checkbook. Yeah. I'm like, why? Like, just look at it online. It's, it's right online. there for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's not like he's he's almost eighty, but he's not like computer inept. Yeah. He knows he knows how to do it. Yeah. I've showed him how to do it. Just doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. But yeah. So so anyway, there, there's probably a packet in the mail with all my like details, T-shirt and like yeah, yeah all the deets. Uh, I guess how to like, because because there's like four games you can select. I think, yeah, including um, your number two squad, your West squad, the Colorado Avalanche, my homies. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, that's cool. I hope you get. I hope they give you good seats, or they'll just be like you're in that standing room area or whatever they have now. And if that's what they give me, that's whatever. fine. Yeah, right. Yeah. At least you're you know, in the building. Like, yeah. And, you know, it, it was like 50 bucks, I think. So like a little pricey. Um, but I also like donated a little money because like all of it is going to like all sorts of charities and stuff, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like the Blobfest, obviously, like a ton of that money was going to the Colonial Theater. Yeah. I don't know if like Giddy Up was going to any sort of charities. Good question. But, Maybe just someone's yeah. pocket. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe Tyler um, got a cut of that. That's why he wanted us to do it. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I didn't even chime in that, Tyler, thank you so much for having us in your beautiful home, and your backyard is cool as hell. Dude, uh, Tyler and Kelly. Okay. Yeah, Tyler and Kelly's house rocks. They got adorable kids. They're living the high life, okay? They're yeah, doing like, it right. Like, we're hanging there just drinking beers and their kids are just like fucking around by themselves. They're like so trustworthy and well-behaved that they can just kind of be on their own. And like, mm-hmm. there was never any worry of them like hurting themselves or yeah. no, like they like it, just the way that they were able to be on their own independent of us. It's obvious that they're raising their kids. Well, for sure. For sure. That made me like, and the, like their cousins or whatever came over and stuff. It was just a bunch of kids running around. Made me feel good. Like think about when I was that age, just like, you know, just running around just while the parents are in a group doing their thing. The kids are yep. fucking around. It just makes you feel good. Now go Mike, 
go run like a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just please leave us alone. Okay. <laughs> don't get hurt. That don't get hurt to a level where we have to go to the hospital. Okay. Can't promise it. Yeah. Did you ever like there uh where I grew up there was uh Dermond Field was okay. where we like played baseball. Um th- there was also like a huge playground there and we used to go down there all the time as kids just ourselves and just fuck around and have a good time. Like did you ever get injured? Well, let's see. Not really. In the times every the only time I got I got like two major injuries as a child. One was at my grandmother's house as like a really young kid, like three. Um, we were playing, me and my cousins were playing ring around the rosy around a glass coffee table. And I fell right into the edge of it on my nose oh. and split it to the bone and had to go get Damn. stitches. Luckily, I was too young. to. I don't have any memory of that at all. Just I hear about it in stories. My mother always would say, um, yeah, I asked the doctor if your nose was broken, and he uh, put his fingers in the wound and opened it and showed me the bone. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> There's your answer. Oh, tough. Tough one, Doc. And then the other major injury I had as a child was, of course, uh, summer, um, probably the beginning of summer, and we were uh, camping we used to uh, belong to like a camping group, meaning we, uh, all these different families would drive their Winnebago's to the same camp, camp to a different campground, but the same campground as each other every weekend. And, uh, you know, my parents who work hard and we're there relaxing, um, uh, earlier in the day, I went in the swimming pool of this campground and I opened my eyes in the pool. It was just when I figured out you could do that. We're allowed to do that. <laughs> But this pool was way over chlorinated, so my eyes mm-hmm. were burning out of my skull, and I was a bit of a uh, how do you say it, little bitch as a child, <laughs> and I was like crying and like my eyes burned, and they were like finally like all right, you gotta shut up, uh, just lay up here, and they put me in the um, there was a bunk, a top bunk over the driver's seats in the Winnebago, so they're like just fucking lay in there. Go to sleep or, you know, just fucking relax. You you got chlorine in your eyes. You're not going to die. You'll be fine. <laughs> so I'm up there wailing and rolling around like a fucking little bitch. And then I eventually roll off the edge, fall, arms outstretched, head first into the ground of the Winnebago, the floor. <laughs> Boom, land, pick up my arm, big old lump in my wrist. My mom immediately yells, his arm's broken. And sure enough, on vacation, they had to drive my ass to a fucking local hospital somewhere in the who the fuck knows where, Pennsylvania. And, you know, fucking spend hours with me getting my fucking arm set. And it's just like, looking back, uh, they're real troopers. And I was a little bitch. But but, um, every time... In terms of like out with my pals playing or uh, the times we were able to get enough people together to do sports and things like that. No, I never really got hurt more than like, you know, (laughs) my friend throwing me a Gatorade bottle and me missing it and hitting me square in the balls and shit like that. (laughs) Funny (laughs) injuries that are more funny than serious. How about you? I'm just like, 
I just mean, I, we both old... know you broke both your wrists <laughs> like way too many times, but I'm just like reminiscing about how we would just like call each other up and be like, yeah, let's go to Dermont field or go, go wherever. And just like, fuck off. And like, my parents were just happy that I was out of the house. Right. And you were fine. <laughs> I had that. I had a, it was me and my friend of the same age, Chris across the street. And like every day I would just, you know, go over and then he would come outside and then we would just be around, do whatever we wanted around the neighborhood yeah. with no, like we didn't ask to do, it was just great. You know what I mean? Just the best. Yeah, some days, some days it just be like, you want to just go to Wawa and hang out? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's just go to Wawa. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I was just thinking about like the, the, just the tomfoolery that would happen on a playground. Like we used to run up the slide instead of down the slide and like, Place. then someone would be coming down the slide. So you'd have to jump out of the way. So it'd be like <laughs> careening off the side of the fucking slide and just like landing in wood chips. And you know, the, the, the swing set, of course you had to like get as high as possible uh, and then jump, jump out of the swing set so that uh, you might like, I don't know, break your knee or something, but right. somehow we never really got injured. Like I yeah. remember hurting myself, but never enough to like go, go running home. Um, and it was like it would last that day like the next day you were never in pain really right nope. it was just nope. like you bounce, bounce right back could you imagine if you right now got on a swing set and got as high as you could and jumped off that would be catastrophic <laughs> yes no I, I would immediately like blow out a knee like yeah it'd be so bad and it would hurt I mean, hell if I, even if i landed it and didn't get any serious injuries or whatever you know what i mean i would be sore for a week at least just from probably just from the motion of kicking my legs to get high on the swing <laughs> i'd be just beat to shit my hamstrings would be shot yeah. <laughs> like god oh, damn that hurts yeah I do, I do very much remember we were playing like tag and i remember the swing set the way it was like built was like huge metal poles that were like anchored into the ground um so like you could have a fucking 300 pound person on that thing that that, that was yeah, not moving yeah um but I, we were like i was like trying to juke out whoever was it like around the swing set and i just remember like turning like 180 to sprint as fast as i can right into one of these poles like oh. head first <laughs> and just like went <laughs> directly backwards and of course I got tug and was it. Yeah. But like I just remember seeing like black for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but then I gathered myself right. and was like, oh man, that right. really hurt. But okay, I'm it. Let's Shake play. Shake it off. Let's go. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Right. You're concussed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> didn't matter. It didn't matter. And yeah. I'm trying to think, like, kids do still do that. Uh the the thing is, people are like, in my day, we did kid. I see kids out, you know, and just, you know, uh, you see a group of three buds just walking around town. Like, I see that. I still see that. You know what I mean? And I'm sure it's yeah. even more I mean, so hell, I, in neighborhoods. Go ahead. Sorry. It, yeah. Like, I mean, living right here in Westchester, especially right now when the weather's beautiful, it's been a lot of windows open days. And yeah. there's gangs of kids, plenty just walking through my parking lot, yeah. like, probably doing the same thing they're like on their way to go hang out at wawa or something right. they're just cussing you know because they can't <laughs> like, yeah actually this this one gang they were walking through and all i heard was like mumble 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 garble garble yo she's got some big ass titties 
I was like, what are you, 12? <laughs> but then I, then I immediately started thinking. I was like, yeah, I probably talked like that too. Yeah. I was probably that little shithead as well. Yeah, yeah. I was irredeemable. I was just a little piece of shit that, like, if I... <laughs> If I was around me now, I'd be like, I just don't want to be near this kid and his fucking <laughs> shitty little friends. They think they're so funny. <laughs> oh, and then and then furthermore, like the summertime or like imagine all of those events in the summertime. Yeah. And then coming home, like my poor parents probably are like, dude, did you roll around in manure? Yeah. Where, well, you smell horrible. Yeah. Like, what were you doing all day? Right. You sweaty little rat. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And just no tether, no, no, the cell phone, obviously, like no, not a thing, no, nothing, nothing. So you had no idea what was going on at home. They had no idea what was going on with you. And it was just like, eh, we'll meet, <laughs> we live together. We'll meet back up later. And it's like, <laughs> cool. It was all, it was all good. Yeah. Be home for dinner. Oh, man. And even, even that was a challenge. <laughs> right. Well, Timmy. I love you. Thanks for giving me so much of your time this morning. Um, anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, just listen to my podcast, Pop Addled. Keenan and I, my uh, uh, my best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been friends since high school. Uh, we talk about a lot of pop culture stuff. Uh, most recently, we did a um, what the hell, what the hell did we do? Top five, Jesus Christ! Oh, top five movies either set or filmed in Pennsylvania, so, not yeah. just Philly, yeah. like all of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, and that was with uh, our our guest was Keenan's wife, Mandy. Had a oh, really yeah. good time with that episode. A little bit longer of an episode, which was great because we just like it just created tangents that we went on, and it, it was a good conversation. Uh, Mike and Harrison are joining us to start a new series of movies. <laughs> Uh, we just finished up John Woo movies, and we're going to go down Tony Scott movies, which mm-hmm. Keenan curated the list down to eight movies that he wants to do. Mm-hmm. We kind of we kind of threw out some of the bigger names like Top Gun because they've just been so like heavily covered by other podcasts. It's like, what else can we really add to the conversation? Yes. So we will be starting off with The Hunger. Folks, The Hunger <laughs> is on HBO Max. <laughs> and that's all I'll say, okay? It's like an hour 30 minutes. Allegedly, it's a vampire movie. Right. I can't wait. We. I don't want to talk about it with you right now, Tim. We're going to save it. We're recording in two days, and I can't wait. I just, like you said, you said in the group message, I can't wait to talk about this movie. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> that was before I watched it. And then I started watching. I need to finish it, but I'm right there with you, pal. <laughs> Way more questions than answers. Yep. Uh, and then furthermore, we, we've been playing a couple uh, tabletop RPG games. Uh, we've been actually doing Dungeons and Dragons. We're not recording that. Another game we've been doing it's called Deadlands. We've been recording that. Uh, Keenan will be releasing one uh, the second one of those episodes within the next week or two. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's like a new level level of geekdom because it's very much your role playing game video games, just in like more fleshed out story wise uh, form. Yeah, I love it. And 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 you can really like like in most video games, you pick a character and then 
gradually you might be able to modify them, but not that much. Like in these games, you can really modify the crap out of your, your character. So it, it, it's, it's very adjustable. That's great. I love it. I love it. What's it called again? Yeah. The game. Deadlands, Deadlands or Savage Worlds. Ooh. <laughs> well, that's great. It's pretty cool. It's but... like, it's like, imagine late 1800s around the times that like railroads just got built, but there's, there's zombies, there's demons, there's, so it's kind of like a, a, it's a fictitious history. Right. Well, that's great. Yeah. Check that out, folks. Of course, Pop Addled is forever our sister show. Um, we're at this point in our lives, Timmy, we are longtime podcasters, are we not? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're almost going on a decade of podcasting. I love it. I love being a podcaster, and I love being a podcaster with you, Tim. You always motivate me to um, not only keep going, but like to, to, um, to always be thinking of ways to, to improve and, and, and change things up and keep it fresh for the listener. And, uh, uh, I'm glad, I guess, I guess you, we got to give it up to Adam Costa begrudgingly for, uh, connecting the two of us, but he sure did. And I, one of the first podcasts I listened to was Nerdist with Chris Hardwick mm-hmm. and like, I haven't listened to him in years, yeah. but I did appreciate a lot of the things he talked about with mental health. Mm-hmm. It, it eventually got monotonous. It kind of got to be the same message over and over again, yeah. but it still stuck with me. And one of the things he always said was uh, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations usually leads to like growth. Yes. Not usually. It always leads to growth. Yes. You know, and if you're just going to stay in your little pigeonholed way of life like you're never going to grow grow Mm -hmm. and i think about it every day when i get into a routine and i'm like you know someone's asking me to just go hang out and i'm like no i'd rather just stay home and play video games it's like no put yourself out there put yourself in a different situation like you'll you'll experience life from a different perspective so percent and it's so easy to when you're just in that routine to just keep it like you said, someone invites you to go out and be like, oh, well, that'll have to, you know, that'll change my routine of doing nothing. <laughs> you know? Right. But, but yeah. And, and that is the easy way out. And I mean, hell, even, even as simple as like the running, you know, mm-hmm. like last night I get done my shift at nine o'clock and I usually want to do nothing mm-hmm. besides play video games. But I was like, you know what? It's nice out. Got out for a quick, like 20 minute run, you know, like, yeah. And, and, and you felt better for it you felt totally so thankful that you did it yep and it's uh a piece of advice that i've 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 heard and i try to and i'm going to pass on to the listener is it goes along with what we're saying here but oftentimes uh the thing that separates you from where you want to be or what you want, especially um, in a professional situation, are uncomfortable conversations. And there's no getting around that. And and that is a uncomfortable a situation that sucks that you must put yourself in to get to where you want to be. So the more, I think, that you do things that you don't like. Like, we were running that 5K. There was a point where every step sucked so bad. But I yep. was just... Every step I kept being like, just keep, this sucks. I was telling myself, this sucks, but it's supposed to suck. Like, 
this isn't fun to to be uncomfortable. It sucks. But even me, I don't necessarily like love running. Right. I have those moments all the time where I'm like, should I call it right now at like three and a half or four yeah. miles? No, I'm going to push through to the five or yeah. something like that. Go ahead. Yeah. And it's like, and then it's over. You've made it through it. And it's like, why did I ever doubt that I could do it or I should do it? I did it and I'm better for it now. And it's like, in terms of, you know, having difficult conversations or something, it's, I'm going to say 95% of the time, the shit you build up in your head beforehand is going to be worse than the actual shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to a hundred percent be the, the, everything that you think is going to go wrong in your head is afterwards. You're going to laugh at yourself and be like, man, I was being dramatic. It's, it's it's not a hundred percent. Sometimes you're going to dread going into a conversation and it's going to live up to that dread or exceed it. But that's just the fucking life. Some parts of life unequivocally suck and there's no good part of it, but they toughen your skin. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're, you're speaking, you know, truth to power on like a macro sense. Like you can apply what you're saying to like a very specific scenario. For instance, being new at a job, mm-hmm. you're, you don't know shit from shit, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> and it sucks to yeah. be new, but you'll get through it. You'll learn so much, and eventually you'll be, you know, on the other side of that hill. 100%. And it's like being new is scary, but if you keep mm-hmm. that in mind, then being new, you, you see it as, a, you know, a temporary state. And it's something that you can get through, and it's something that sucks to get through. But after you get through it, you're going to be glad you went through it, and you're going to regret every time that you didn't go through it. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, because speaking of routine, it's like, it's so easy to stay at a job, or, you know, this doesn't apply to you or I, but there are people out there in relationships that don't bring them joy. Or, uh, and it's like, the the routine is is so comforting even if that the routine sucks even if you hate the routine just having it is like at least i got that and it it'll it'll keep you from fucking trying to get a new job or something like that because it's like oh i got to be the new guy again i hate being the new guy well yeah being the new guy sucks shit but fuck man how long does being the new guy last how much of your life can you give up to that a week Versus giving up the rest of your life to being unhappy, but you can't fucking because you're trying to avoid a week of being the new guy. It's like these are self-defeating thoughts that I have all the time. And uh, I appreciate I'm glad I'm able to speak them out loud because the, the one of the most important things that you could do is speak things out loud is fucking shake the shit out of your head. Because sometimes when you say it out loud, you're like, I was afraid of that. That's ridiculous. Just like you're talking about when your brain starts to betray yourself when you're running, you know, it it does like right now I'm actually actively job searching. And before I started, yeah, like I'm really good at what I do right now, not to brag. And it's very easy to stay where I'm at because I'm fucking good at it. Yes. Yes. But, and, and, and then also like the brain starts like saying, well, you know, it's, it's really hard. Like, I don't want to have to commute. I really like staying at home. Like your brain just starts talking about like all of the things, why it'd be bad to look for a job. Yes. And and you don't think about like the good things, for instance, like 
I'm underpaid yes. flat out. Yes. You know, um, but so far, like I've, I've talked to like five different recruiters yeah. and the f- just, you know, once again, on like a micro sense, like just that process of it's almost like the, the recruiters aren't even the company. They're the person that is like talking. They're like the intermediary that talks to the company to then possibly place the job. Yeah. Um, but it's still almost like interviewing. Yeah. And that first phone call, I was like a disaster. <laughs> I just, like, <laughs> yeah, like I just came so unprepared and like didn't really know what to tell the person. And then that like fourth or fifth one, I like I had it down. Yeah. Like I knew exactly what to tell this person. Like this is what I'm fucking good at. This is what I'm looking for. You know, and just on the like smallest sense, just that process of talking to selling myself to somebody. Yes. I am now like way better at it. You yes. know? <laughs> yes. In the course of five phone calls, you're right. Exponentially better than the first one. Yep. And it's like, I mean, luckily that first one, that job sucked. So <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Worked but... out for all parties involved. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. Always fun to talk to you, Tim, and the people yeah. love it. And I was just kidding, Adam, when I said begrudgingly, I love you. And listen to Adam and Warren and Brittany and me, of course, on the main show, which is right here where you find podcasts. And I got some exciting guests lined up for the big interview show. So that's very mm. exciting. Um, also, uh, friends of ours over on Cobb Majors. Uh, Keenan was on last night. I was, I was on, um, the episode before that. So, so either follow them on Facebook. You can watch the video. Timmy and I have been on together several times, twice actually. So, so check them out too. I feel like they're, um, interview with the vampire, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting movie. Do you ever, have you seen it? Interview with the vampire? Yeah. Yes. Actually a couple times. Do you like it? I think it's really good. Yes. Oh shit! Don't listen to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I love listening when they disagree with me. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, I'd say they're in our hub too, wouldn't you, Tim? In the pop battle, Doom Thugs, Com Majors is right in there with us. Absolutely. I, I feel uh, ashamed that I didn't mention them earlier. <laughs> yeah, but they're not here. Okay. <laughs> But listen to the big interview. Maybe you'll see him soon. I don't know. But anyway, please enjoy the rest of your uh, morning. I'm going to try. This conversation has energized me to drag my ass to the gym and get a quick run in. Maybe a quick tan shower back in my back on the couch for the fightings, brother. Yeah, one o'clock, man. Let's go, dog. <laughs> anyway, Ranger Suarez, Ranger down, Danger, baby, baby. left hander. <laughs> Let's go. Come on, I'm so fired up. Anyway, uh, love you, Tim, and uh, love you, the listeners. And we'll see it next month. Bye. Adios.